So we're thinking together about some of the most important questions in life that enable us to stay connected with God and uh, to become the people that we want to be. And I'm really glad you're with me today because I have kind of a new friend, Alan George, who is joining with us. Um, last week, I talked to Nicole Eunice, and I mentioned I have another friend named Eunice Nichols, so it's like a reversible name thing. <laughs> Alan George, if you're old enough, you may remember a football coach named George Allen. So the reversible name deal is like uh, apparently a prerequisite. Um, Alan, thank you so much for joining us. And if there's anything you'd like folks to know about you, I'd love to hear it. No, I'm, I'm excited. Alan George, it's, it is the two first names. So it's like, I always get that from everyone. So it's like, which, which one, what do I call you? Just call me Alan, that'll work. There you go. And uh, some of you listening may know about this, but uh, among many, many other remarkable accomplishments, Alan has served as an online campus pastor for like the biggest church in America. And as you know, Alan, we're trying to build a spiritual online community to cheer each other on. I mean, you're kind of in a unique situation because you have built that in a way that nobody else in the country has. Any thoughts or advice for us as we're trying to create this space for each other? Yeah, I, I think it's amazing what we get to be a part of in this day and age. Um, I think about how because of technology, we're not limited. I mean, you are where you are and I'm here where I am and we still get to have a conversation. And so I love the fact that as a church, as the body of Christ, as people who follow God, we're not limited now by distance or by even cultures or languages in order for us to build a relationship. We can do that here through technology. So I think that the sky's the limit with how God can use that uh, tool and how we can leverage it to build each other up and grow in our faith. So I'm excited about it. Well, um, thank you. I'm grateful for the ways that you have contributed to it. And then in addition, as we look at these questions today, and uh, you've had a lot of experience in walking with people spiritually that are part of an online community. So here's one of the questions that you were particularly kind of gripped by when it came in. Uh, th this person writes, uh, what else beyond praying can I do for my son and daughter-in-law who now claim to be atheist? Mm -hmm. It breaks my heart. I have prayed for years. It feels like this will never change. And they go on to write, I know that verse from the book of Proverbs, raise up a child in the way it should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. My child was taught Christ and the scriptures, but now looks at those things as if they are not true. So, uh, Alan, what do you have to say in response to that very, very tender question? Yeah, uh, John, this one hit home for me because I'm reminded of my own situation. So, yes, I have been a pastor for many years now, but I wasn't always a pastor. Um, my story was similar, but it was a little bit different. I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my parents were in ministry. My dad was a pastor. But just because of things that I experienced in my life, you know, I, I struggled with education and and I kept feeling like I was letting those who love me down. And I slowly that thought turned into an embarrassment. And I thought, man, if 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 my earthly family is having so much of a struggle with me, then, you know, God probably doesn't want to have anything to do with me. Wow. And that was just my own misconception. I mean, that wasn't based on any truth. It was just based on how I felt. And because my relationship with my 
parents was struggling, I just I just took that relationship and put it onto God. So I didn't necessarily doubt God's existence. I just figured he wouldn't want to have anything to do with me. And I remember going the total opposite direction away from God. And this was hard on my parents. Um, in fact, as a pastor, uh, my dad was faced many times with people asking him, hey, if, if you're a pastor and you're, you know, talking to us from the word, your own son doesn't live the way you're telling us to live. What gives you the right to speak about stuff like this? And so later on, I, I, I remember hearing all the things that my parents struggled. And it was not just that. It was their own wrestling with God of yeah. here we are. We're following you. What should we do um, when we see our child away from God? And um, it was, and I think I might've shared this with you, John, my, my dad met with a car accident. He passed away in uh, December of 99. And so things got worse because I just went from bad to worse after that. And so my mom- How old were you? How old? I was 20. I was 20 when that happened. And I remember my mom, you know, just losing the love of her life. And she's, it was just me and my sister. And, and she sees me going from bad to worse. And I remember there was a pivotal point for her and my sister where I remember walking into the house and everywhere I looked, I saw these yellow sticky notes. There was a sticky note on the fridge, sticky note on the bathroom mirror, and there were these letters. I had no clue what it meant. And so I would ask them, I was like, what is this? This is silly. This is, you know, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh no, just don't worry about it. What they were doing was when they would see me coming home drunk or just a total mess, it was easy for their eyes to focus on the situation instead of what God's word says and the promises. And so these yellow sticky notes were code verses um, that they didn't want me to know because if I knew, I would tear those down. Wow. And they just began to, when they would see me in a, you know, in a bad place, they would force their eyes to look at those sticky notes and go, you know what? We're just going to believe that God's going to answer our prayer. I can tell you, John, if you would have looked at my life, anybody from the outside would have said, you guys are crazy. There is no hope for the situation. And I think, I don't think there was hope for Like, even at that point, I didn't think I would ever give my life to Christ. But it happened. And it wasn't the result of anyone trying to preach down my throat. It honestly was a moment I had with God because I was, I just reached the end of my rope and I said, there's obviously nobody that can help me god if you exist and i remember looking up and saying god if you exist you speak to me and he did i don't know if it was an audible voice i don't know if i just heard in my heart but that moment was what really changed my life and it wasn't a perfect journey back but i just knew that god loved me and so to that mom and dad that's asking that question now that I'm a parent, I kind of, sorry, it's messing me up, but as a parent, I see the power of prayer, but I also see, you know, my oldest is 13 and it's like, okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> so get the sticky notes out. Yes, it's, it's time to get the sticky notes out. So I, 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 all I can say is this is my experience and prayer works. I don't know how long it would take. I don't know what all would need to happen. But I, but I think in moments like that, holding on to God as, as tight as we can is honestly our only hope. And I feel like my life is different today because of the power 
of prayer. So I don't know if that's an encouragement. It's just that stuck. That question hit home for me because I, I was that child. Yes. And yep. if if from that perspective, if I could say anything now, I would say, please don't stop praying. Yeah. Please don't stop praying. Yeah. I think that uh, uh, in in matters of intense emotion or where the heart is deeply involved, waiting is so difficult. Mm -hmm. And it feels like if it can't happen today, um, and if I can't have some guarantee of it happening, I don't think I can hardly stand it. And uh, Alan, that's such a personal story for you, man. Thank you for sharing that. I um, I think it was one of the videos that you mentioned. You said this line and I wrote it down. Spirituality does not allow me to escape from the reality of humanity. Yeah. Um, and that just hit home for me because, yeah, in this world we will face troubles. But Jesus said, take heart because I have overcome it. And I, I, I just think that there is, you're right, it is difficult. It's extremely difficult. I remember, I remember, remember reading a book by uh, the guy who wrote Marley and Me. Some people might remember that. It was a movie years ago. Yeah. The guy who wrote it then, he wrote his next book, and it was kind of about his family. His parents were both people of deep faith, and their family, they were both Catholic. And none of the kids ended up being particularly uh, ardent Catholics. Mm -hmm. And he writes about how his parents were just kind of freaked out and he felt like he was unable to tell them the truth about his life, couldn't tell them about his doubts. He was living with his girlfriend for a while, couldn't admit that. And when I read the book, I thought, uh, if I was one of those parents, I wouldn't want to be going through this the way that they are going through it. And so then I thought, well, how would I want to go through it? And I thought, well, if my child was on the journey that this guy's describing, I would want to be solid in my old faith. I would want to be confident in it. Um, but I wouldn't want to be um, stressed, anxious. I wouldn't want my well-being as a person to rest on the decisions that my child was making. And so as I have had to walk through this journey as a parent and not have any guarantees of what will outcomes will be, um, that thought of, if I was watching a movie of my life, what would the person who was playing me have to do yeah, for me true. to really admire them? And uh, for whoever uh, wrote that question, uh, I think Alan's response is so inspiring and that thought that you never know. It could be a year, it could be five years, it could be 10 years. Ultimately, we don't know. There are people who raise kids the best they can and those yeah. kids uh, never follow God as far as we know, but only God knows the heart. And I think yeah. something Dallas Willard used to say is um, God is the kind of person we can trust to do the absolute best he can by every human being. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, you know, in terms of how do I place the people that I love in God's hands, that thought, I don't know about their decisions. I don't know about formulas. My ultimate trust is God will do the absolute best God can by everybody, yeah. including my kids and yours. So, yeah. and, and I mean, and again, I'm new to the parenting but there is a level of sometimes we think that we love our kids more than God loves our kids. And, and it's yeah. a reminder that there's no way we can love them more than he loves them. And how do we remember that? How do we rest in that? 
I'm still learning that, um, but I uh, but there's a lot of truth to that as well. No, it's so good, and they're not ours. We think of them yeah. as our kids, but they're not ours. And 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 they're not our legacy. Like you know, and I've I've said this too. It's like oh my, we got to raise up our kids so that they continue our legacy, and we got to because they represent us. No, 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 they're their own people. God has his own purpose for them, and they're they they have their own journey, and so. That's been some of the things that we've been learning and wrestling as we are figuring out how to parent. So good. They have their own little kingdom. Everybody has a little kingdom and God's will for them is not that they be an extension of my kingdom, but they are their own kingdom and they live in God's kingdom and we trust God with it. Alan, thank you so much. I'd love to do this more. Would you be open to that sometime? Absolutely. Absolutely. Any opportunity to chat with you, John? Yes. Uh, um, I'm super grateful. Everybody, have a wonderful day. Give the people that you love deeply into the hand of God. And I'll see you tomorrow.